40 Lessons, episode 29 of the 40 Lessons podcast. My name is Todd B. Waldo. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out 40 Lessons. It's been a couple weeks, but glad to be back with you guys once again. As always, we are highlighting a nonprofit or an event in our community that highlights this really great mission that makes this really great difference in our city. And this episode, we are highlighting the RVA East End Festivals back year number three. Glad to be part of this festival once again. It is an inclusive community celebration highlighting the diverse neighborhoods and unique quality of Richmond's East End. The festival serves as a fundraiser for music education in the East End Public Schools. It happens May 25th and May 26th. On May 25th, we're out there from 5 to 9. Most of the day on Saturday from 12 to 9, you can learn more, see the artists who are performing. We've got some great food that's going to be out there. It's going to be a good time. So you can learn more. RVA East and Fest.org. The RVA Eastern Festival back year number three, May 25th and 26th. Learn more at RVA East and Fest.org. So we've had an interesting couple weeks, right? So between episode 28, where Dan and I got to sit down and talk, and now episode 29, a lot has been going on, especially at our our public places. Starbucks, Waffle House, like, it's, it's been a mess. And this episode's not as much about those instances specifically, but really what you start to see in the dialogue as these events happen and what, what, it, what it draws out of us. Sometimes that's hard for, for people to under, understand. There's this real risk of, of violence against people of color. And... I am fortunate that my interactions, in particular with the police, haven't ended in a place where it's it's cost me my life or it's cost me harm. But I've, I've stood before judges in court, I've stood in, with police officers, and I've been crippled with fear, and I've been made to feel just been demeaned so much and made to just feel so less than, and just confronted with the power of that man, the power of that woman, just I, I get I was I was stuck and paralyzed. Seeing what happens when you connect power and, and and these racist ideas and this racism together, those are those are dire consequences. That's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing people who have a view of someone else sitting in a restaurant, a view of someone in an altercation, a difficult conversation, and the turn. To violence, the turn to use aggression and to 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 use physical strength, all the things that happen to use a gun to take someone's life, all of the things that we see are deeply rooted in the view of another human being where you view them less than, you view them as a threat, and and there are real reasons for this. And we look at how our um, our society has been is has been plagued by the legacy that we stand on, the legacy of this difference across skin tone, across color, across class, across orientation. All these, all these divides that we have, and that's so ingrained into us. And we believe these these ideas that that person is not as as good as me, is not worth the same as me. It gets into our policy, it gets into our politics, it gets into our education, it gets into all these places. 
And then when you see it, when you when you turn on your Instagram feed and now here's another story. Sometimes you're desensitized to it. Sometimes it just washes over you. You scan by it and you move on to the next one. And I struggle with trying to figure out what does what what does real accountability look like? So you can you can fire the person who, who did the act. I get frustrated with all these investigations that we do against police officers that don't end up costing them their jobs or their salaries while they're under investigation. That's that's frustrating to me. Sometimes there are policy changes, right? You, now we're going to wear cameras. We're going to wear cameras on our vests so we can try to capture content of police officers. So sometimes we have a policy change. But until we have a change of the heart, until people start to really value another human being, we're not getting to the root cause. We're not. We're, we're, just fi- we're fixing the symptoms of it. And I don't know that we can do that. Maybe you, maybe you can, right? If you can be honest enough with yourself to recognize the racist thoughts that you've accepted as truth, if you can do that, if you can accept that you have some thoughts, and here's and here's the crazy thing: those racist ideas, you could be a person of color and believe in those racist ideas. You could be a person of color and really believe that racist idea that people of color are less than other people. And that drives your your esteem and your worth and how you carry yourself, which you believe you have access to, the places you think you can go and the opportunities you think you can pursue. Or you could be a person in the majority and see the people in the minority as not as good as you, that they are in the position they're in because of something they did. They're in that position because they don't even have the capacity to do anything differently. So... My hope is that you, you can be honest enough to recognize that and learn something new. Just if if your mind and heart can shift and change. And if enough of us do that, if there's enough of us shouting and calling into account the people who are in power, the leaders who are around us, the folks who are who are in charge, if enough of us say this is this is unacceptable. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you get to that point. It doesn't matter if the cops are called and something's going on and you're sitting in the restaurant. It doesn't violence does not have to be the, the answer to that. But the escalation from this confrontation to now, now your life's at risk. Those talks that we have, the talk of of, of, of a parent to a child, the talks that my mother gave me about how to carry myself and where to go and what to do. How to how to behave in society because of the real risk. And see, my mom grew up in a, in a generation where they used hoses and they used dogs and they hung people from trees. So our nooses don't look the same. Our fire hoses are not the same. Our dogs are not the same. But there are still violent acts against us. There are still people who view us as needing <laughs> needing that kind of discipline. That the police are the right option when I I see there's a there's a difficult situation here. So the right thing for me to do is to call. Yes, for me to call the cops. So the hope that I'm trying to have, in moments where my where my news feeds and my and my social media is is reminding me of the inequity and reminds me of the injustice. My hope is that you that you can recognize the racist thoughts. 
and you can learn something new. And my hope for all of us is that we just, we can't be silent. Like we, we have to hold people in power accountable. And we have to keep having, having good conversations with, with our own community and really helping us to understand our, our true identity, our real strength, with, with some wisdom about how we should walk and how we should operate and just pride in who we are and what we've accomplished. And it's it's so easy to, to lose hope and, and live in despair when you get reminded of where we are. The road to, to, to justice, the road to equity is, is a hard one. We are tearing down generations and generations and generations, this long legacy this long legacy of folks who thought that this was better than this, that this group was better than this group. That's a that's a that's a big mountain to climb. <laughs> it takes time, it takes patience, it takes us being dedicated and hoping that our our next generation, that my daughter will solve different problems and that maybe she won't be judged because of her brown skin that she won't be seen as not as qualified, not as capable, not as gifted, not as beautiful because she is who she is and she looks like what she looks like. I hope she's solving different problems than the ones that that I'm trying to solve. I'm grateful that I don't have the same challenges that my that my mother had. We've, we've made some progress, but in many respects, the 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 blatant racism and aggression that my mother experienced has just been repackaged and looks different. And given the nature of our media and how we share things, like it's it's in your it's in your face often. So don't lose hope. Just keep fighting, keep pushing, and really allow yourself to to just to be changed when you recognize that's that's wrong. That thought I have, that idea I have, that view I have of another person, when you recognize that racist thoughts, that racist idea that you have, that you're believing is truth, change it. Learn something new. My name is Todd B. Waldo. Thank you so much for listening to the 40 Lessons podcast. As always, appreciate your comments and feedback. Email address is Todd at Todd bwaldo.com. As always, I want you to please take care of yourself and let's make sure we're taking care of each other. Talk to you next time.